We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here with nine-year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion, Jeff Allen. And we're here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. We got the win, Big Jeff. We beat the Giants. Giants fans love us. Uh, they love me and you. They love us. The dead judge way. We... Joe Judge way over there in New York. It seems to work, right? I mean, we were wrong about that. It seems to work. No, they stink. They stink. But we went, we got the win, Jeff, and now we're going to talk about the game, break down some trades that happened at the last minute, talk about the weeks to come, recap the game, obviously. But before we do that, our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookie. Jeff, we're in November. What do we got, man? Now, now I was excited, the most excited to talk to you about this today because – New month means new cookies. What, what's on the What's on the uh, menu? It's the holiday season. That means yeah. it's the best time of year for us. Yes, those times where you can put on pounds and wear hoodies, and people <laughs> don't see those extra those extra layers that you got tucked under there. So, and we have peach cobbler cookie this month. We have a Texas toffee. Mm. We have a pecan pie cookie. We have a sweet potato pie cookie, and all other classic cookies like banana pudding, chocolate chip cookies and cream, salted caramel. I mean, the list goes on. Check Jeez. out com. We restock on every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Those things go quick. So if you see it sold out, come back the next Wednesday. So, Jeff, of all the new ones, which one would you – Which if you had to, you know, pick one, like if you had to get go get one, which one are you choosing? It's probably going to be the sweet potato pie. That okay. Really good. Um, I mean, it just reminds me of something my mom used to make every holiday. So. Mm. That's great. That's great. Make sure to check them out, cookiesociety.com. Thank you, Jeff, and our sponsors. We're, we're grateful for that. All right, Big Jeff, the Giants, we got the win. Wasn't perfect, but we got it. We needed to get back on track. It was an important win. Before we even jump into the X's and O's and stuff that we saw from the game, what are your thoughts about the criticism that keeps coming up that's basically like, Sure, you beat the Giants, but the Giants stink, and you just, you know, you just beat them. You just got past them. This is not a reason to celebrate. This is just a continued, this is another piece of evidence that we should be worried. You know, I see this, I see this on Twitter all the time, which is why I try not to go 
on Twitter so often. But what do you make of that criticism? Because you were hearing it all over the board. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair looking at it from a fan's perspective. Um, it's fair. I mean, it's one of those games where you think you should convincingly win. Mm. And even though you won the game, it just feels like you lost it. But I would say this is the National Football League. We spoke about it last episode. Yeah. You can lose any game, any week. Um, it's a highly competitive lead, no matter what this, you know, the records say. Right. I mean, each team has the opportunity to beat you know any team. So um, just to get the win is a, is a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. I do think there's a lot of things to clean up. Uh, it was very encouraging. I mean, we'll go into the X and, X and O's on the defensive side of the ball. It was very encouraging. Right. Um, just got some things to clean up there. Yeah. Yeah. More stuff to clean up. Still got the turnovers, some little things like that. But you're right. We got the win. And we talk about momentum and how um, it, go, it goes bad. It goes real bad. When yeah. it starts to go good, it can really pick up and go, go really good. Um, and so that's why even though a win like this with some of the things that you say, oh, yeah, we could fix that. Um, and, oh, it's the Giants and we should have killed them. Okay. Nevertheless, we won. Yeah. And like you've said a million times, you know, it's it's the NFL. It's hard to win every one of these games on Sunday. And now the momentum is, you know, going back in the right direction. And so that's something you got to hang your hat on. I mean, th there are times that I, I've been on – I mean, Jeff, and I'm sure you can speak to this too. We've been on great teams that played teams that weren't, you know, you know that weren't that good. And we went in and it was a dogfight because it's mm -hmm. just that's just the nature of the NFL. And I've been on the opposite side. I can remember my first year in the NFL in 2007. Uh, it was like week nine or ten. We were playing the Steelers. And I can't, I want to say they were all – if not nine and one, they were undefeated, ten and oh. And at the Jets, we were like two and seven. Right? We were awful that year. We finished four and 12. And we spanked them. They came into New York and we just popped them. I mean – uh, and we did the same thing the next year to the Titans. We played the Titans, and they were like 11-0. and 0. And, you know, again, with the Jets not as good, and we went in there with Favre and spanked them. So uh, you just – you 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 have to – when you get these wins, you got to take them and be grateful for them. So You have, you have to take them. It's, it's too tough to win in this league to not appreciate a win. You can be highly critical. And that, that, that That's a part of it. But right. at the end of the day, the most important part – is getting the win. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how you got it done. It doesn't matter the style points. Did you get right. the win? Right. Um, so they got the win, so we're happy about that. Yeah, no doubt. And we we've seen. Let's let's talk about the defense first. We've seen that the Giants this season have been able been to get things going at times yeah. on offense, and KC's defense looked like they held up pretty well. I mean, what were your thoughts? You know, looking through the game, I think the front seven played extremely well. Yeah, uh, that was that was really cool to see. Just. Seeing Chris at three technique a lot more than we have all year. I love it. Him impacting the game. He really wrecked the game. And I yeah. think that's where he should stay. Even though he can play defensive end, um, he is um, an elite all-pro defensive tackle, so leave him right. there. And then the young guys, um, Nick Bolden, um, Willie Gay, super fast, super athletic, sideline to sideline, made a ton of plays, and they brought energy. So that was really cool to see. I think they need to stay on the field. I don't know how, that, how we make that happen, but – but if they can get pressure up front, if they can stop the run, that's going to bode well for the, the defense in their future. Right. It's going to give us a chance each and every week. The offense struggled. I mean, there's there they did just enough for us to win the game. Right. And the defense really, you know, you know, did their part and, and won that game for the Chiefs. Right. You, you talk, you know, it's interesting about Chris being a three technique. So you hear about how important that left tackle position is, right? 
and how usually a team's best rusher is going to be on that side because generally that's the quarterback's blind side. He can't see what's going on behind him. And if you have a world beater at right defensive end that can that can get things done on that side, he can really wreak havoc on a quarterback. But when you have somebody like Chris Jones, and I'd be curious to get a quarterback's perspective because I don't know, but and you, you could tell me too, Jeff, uh, but I'm assuming – if you're going to have pressure on you, you'd rather have the outsides of the pocket caving in where you could step up than the inside of the pocket, you know, caving in on you. And somebody like Chris Jones, you know, that you have to worry about right away in your face, right? Yeah. Not this four or five step rush on the outside that's going to get to you eventually and give you a chance to step up. But these, you know, these, this, this big, you know, monster coming down the middle that's, that's, if he's not, getting free because he's got great he's got great footwork he's got great explosion in there he's got great hand movement i mean he can he can beat a guy off the bat but if at worst he's driving the best guards and centers back into the quarterback's face i would think as a quarterback i would at times rather have your world beaters on the edge and know that the front was the front you know the inside of the line was settled than the opposite. I mean, what do you think about that? Am I, am I thinking I, around that? No, right? you're thinking the right way. The quickest way the quarterback is inside. Right. And even quicker when you play defensive tackle. So if you mm -hmm. got a guy that can pass rush inside, he's going to disrupt the game. I mean, he disrupted the run game that way, getting yeah. off the ball, yeah. you know, getting to the mesh point. The running back had no opportunity to even make a read. Quarterback-wise, it's really tough when you can get interior pressure because you can't step up. In particular, when he lines up that left defensive tackle over that right guard and he gets pushed, most quarterbacks in the NFL are right-handed. Right. We say in the offensive line room, a lot of people don't talk about it, but right guard might be one of the most important positions on the O-line because that's in the direct line of the quarterback's throwing arm. Um, you know, he's usually looking right to left. That's how he reads the defense. So right. if you can disrupt the middle of the pocket, get that push, it doesn't matter if you get a sack. You get, right. You're getting pressure, you disrupt, and you're making him, you know, think a little bit, and then he starts seeing ghosts. And yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Right. You just need the quarterback just to one second slower. Right. That gives the DB an opportunity. That gives the linebackers opportunities, you know, to get depth in zone coverages. That it does right. a ton. So I think that's really important leaving them there. Yeah, and that's that. This idea of seeing ghosts, I would as a as a you know a defensive lineman, I would, and just as a defense in general, I think you'd rather have a quarterback that you get there say twice. But after those two times, is so mentally affected that they're constantly, you know, off their guard and off their yeah. mark and constantly worried about that. I'd prefer that than getting, you know, home four or five, six times with playing a guy like Phillip Rivers who doesn't care. But yeah. he's going to stay in there. He doesn't care how many times you hit him. He's just going to stay home and he's not going to, you know, see ghosts. Like when you have a quarterback seeing ghosts, that is, you know, that, that is a beautiful thing. You're I mean. affecting them when you're not even affecting them. So right. That's the cool part about. Right. If you can get after a quarterback early, you have them thinking the entire game that there's pressure. Right. He starts seeing ghosts. He right. starts throwing things when he doesn't have to. He starts pressing. And, and that's that's what we need. We need that dominant force inside to continue to push the pocket. And and that gives, you know, Frank Clark and other defensive ends opportunities when the quarterback can't step up to get those easy sacks. Right. Um, so he's helping everybody out. He's everyone's best friend when he does that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're going to talk more about the defense coming up, especially with this, this big trade that just happened. I want to get onto the offense, Jeff, and what you saw from them. But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor, ticketsforless.com. If you're looking to score unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, you've got to check out our friends at ticketsforless.com because they got you covered. 
locally owned for more than 17 years. Ticketsforless.com has the best selection of Chiefs tickets for every game, all without the outrageous taxes or per-ticket service fees you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promo code from ticketsforless.com to save even more. Use code KCSN21 at checkout to save big on any Chiefs order at ticketsforless.com. That's KCSN21. Check them out. All right, Big Jeff, let's talk about the offense. Lots of different things. One thing that I tweeted about that I'm just so grateful I'm retired because when I see Trey Smith <laughs> on the inside pull and trap the, the three technique and just just destroy, destroy. just take his soul right out of him. And that's, that hurt me over here in, in northern Maine. I mean, that I felt that. I was like, oh, man. Talk to me about what you saw on offense, man. It looked it looked like, you know, the score wasn't great, but up front they did some nice things, I thought. Definitely up front they did a lot of great things. That was really good to see. Um, I think we came out the gates great. You know, the first yeah. drive, taking what the defense was giving us. Coach Reed had a great first 15 like he always does. Yeah. Um, but they were taking it underneath routes, taking the short throws, getting the ball out in perimeter. They were playmakers. Guys were making plays, got to the red zone relatively with ease. And right. then the turnover, uh, <laughs> which seems like it's been the thing, you know, this entire season. Bounced off of McKinnon's face mask. I think he was actually trying to go to Gordon there. Right. Um, but but we can't make those mistakes. Um, right. We got down to the red zone a couple of times in the turnovers. We had to fumble by Kelsey. All those things that, that we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. Um, but they're moving the ball still. Right. I think we need to run the ball a bit more. Mm. Honestly, I do. Um they do a good job. I mean, you saw, you know, Williams, you saw Gore, the new guy. Right. Patrice and the presser. They both did an excellent job. I like the patience of Gore. I like his, his burst, his, his acceleration, um, especially with this big O-line. You can hide behind these big guys. They're moving people. Right. And they're built to do this. They're road graders. Um, they can run in, inside or outside. Right. Um, but I think we need to lean on them a little bit more. Yeah. I hate going back to the 2015 season. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like, but when we got on that win streak, um, we weren't turning the ball over and we ran the ball extremely well. We had uh, Spencer right. Ware and Sharkandrick West. Um, Jamal went down early in the year, so we, we were relying on two backs, right? Um, to get us production and we leaned, we leaned on the running game, right? Alex took what the defense gave him, you know, limited the turnovers. The defense did an excellent job and we played good complimentary football, you know, offense, defense, special teams. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to stop putting pressure, you know, on one side of the ball. You know, right. we shouldn't, as an offense, think we have to win this game or defense right. or special teams. You know, collectively, we need to come together as a team and win this game. And if we do that, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you look at um, the the pass run breakdown. I mean, Pat threw the ball almost 50 times. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of passes. Um, and especially if the defense keeps showing up like they did this week, you know, you, you're, you're exactly right. You don't have to worry as much about uh, you could, you, because here's what happens. You run the football more, you're eating up, you know, you're, 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 you're dominating time of possession. Uh, you're, those are those body blows. I mean, you're, you're, you're demoralizing the other team. You have the offensive line that's built to do it. Um, and again, it calms everything down, calms yes. everything down. It opens up everything downfield for all the exotic pass stuff that you want to do. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they ran the ball 20, 25 times or something like that. I don't, I don't even know, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a patient fighter. Right. Exactly. You, you, pick, you pick your shots. And I think that's what we need to do right now. We need to pick our shots, you know, be a little bit more patient, run the ball a little bit more and ultimately get to the fourth quarter, you know, you know, either, you know, with a, with a lead where you can be in four minutes mm-hmm. or where it's close enough where you're in striking distance. And I like our chances because of our quarterback. I like Patrick right. Williams. I think when, when the game's on the line, I wouldn't rather, I wouldn't want to have anyone else. Right. Um, so, but if we continue to make some mistakes throughout the entire game, we get to the fourth quarter and we're down two, three scores. Now you have to press even more. That, exactly. that becomes a problem. So I right. think, I think we just need to be a little more, more patient, you know, lean on that offensive line and, and pick our shots. And I understand the hesitancy, right? Because it's sort of the antithesis of what the Chiefs offense has been, which is very much explosive, down the field, let's go, scoring every couple seconds. And I still think that we – I know we still have that. We still got that. Yeah. We've talked about the mental aspect of this, and I think one way you can calm everything down on offense and something you could do very, very well, as you've talked about, Jeff – is just run run the ball. Run the ball more. And and when you get to the fourth quarter, like you're saying, if you've been able to successfully run the ball for three quarters, yeah, fourth quarter, you can let it loose now, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. in the game. You can let it loose. And now you're comfortable. You're confident. You haven't had all those turnovers. You haven't had all the issues. And, you know, you've you've just beat the other team down with that that incredible offensive line, that run game. Uh, that is a, that's a recipe for success there. So – yeah, I think I think you're totally right. What what other observations did you have? How you know what what played into the low score again? Right. So obviously not as bad as the Titans game, but um, any you know anything outside of oh you know it was just yeah just the turnover the turnovers we had a few drops um, looked like yeah. a few miscues um, as far as communication just seemed off a little bit. Yeah, I, I think. Um, that could be a mental thing. That that could be pressing a little bit too much, right. running you so well that then you, you get in your own way. Um, so I think just guys just need to take a step back, take a breath, um, and just do the little things. Right. Like I said, lean on this O line. Yeah. We have a good one, um, a physical one, and it's it's really fun watching those guys. A lot of people don't watch, you know, the trenches, but watching these guys move guys and and and, and be dominant, it, it's really it's really fun to look at. I wish I was out there. I say that all the yeah. time. It's oh, fun. I bet. They're having fun. They're celebrating. Yeah. Trey Smith got that great block on the trap, knocked his own helmet off, and yeah. went swimming afterward. I, I wish – I think <laughs> I'm someone tweeted it, but he was on the ground swimming on the ground. So these guys, they love what they do. They're all out there having fun. But they, at the end of the day, uh, if you're making those small mistakes and turning the ball over, it can deject anyone. So yeah, just do the small thing. Continue to have fun. It'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. What did you think of the switch at right tackle, right? So we had Neang back in the lineup this week. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any ideas on what sort of the thought process there was. Um, but, you know, either way, what were your thoughts of him back at right tackle? How'd that right side look? Yeah, I think I think the, initially it was, you know, go Rimmers, the, the veteran. You know what you're going to get. Um, he's proven what he can do, um, but he is what he is. Um, but with Nang, it, it was, you know, just get a little bit more consistent. We know the upside. We know the potential. And I think it's the right move keeping him in there. Um, you can grow yeah. with this guy. He's only going to get better with each and every rep. 
And that's just the move you have to go with. You have to stick with it. You have to continue to let him develop. And he's going to be a good one. I, I think he played really well. You didn't hear his name much, which is really a good thing for offensive right. line. Right. Um, he protected Pat really well. And and, and he was moving people. Mm. He was yeah, moving they're... people. And and I want to send each and every coach in the in the locker room, each and every player, a hat that says run the damn ball. I know yeah. folks did it. But we need to run the damn ball and let our defense get some rest because, you know, there's some really good quarterbacks coming to town or on the road that we're going to be playing. So yeah. we, need to, we need to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to help each other. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Put the Cookie Society logo on the back. <laughs> yeah. The ball on the front. Right, yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're right, man. We got Green Bay, um, the Raiders, and Dallas coming up. So yeah. it's a good step in the right direction. And now – we need an exponentially good step with Green Bay uh, coming in this week. So, okay, one thing that helps us, I think, big time to get ready to take that step that we need to play these these next opponents is this last-minute you know, uh, acquisition of Melvin Ingram. Yeah. And so talk to me, Jeff. What do you think about this move and how it impacts – that defensive line we talked about, we how much we like Chris at three technique. Talk to me about you know what what you see going on on that defensive line now with Ingram in, in the lineup. I love it. I I was really excited when they were talking to him in, in the offseason. I thought we were going to get yeah. him in, um, but everything happens for a reason. I think they couldn't come to terms for whatever reason, um, but he's here now. So I think that allows Chris to go back to his natural position. Right. Um, Melvin's in year ten. He has some juice. I mean. I, yeah, I was in the senior bowl with him. This guy, this guy can rush the passer. That's what he gets paid for. Yeah, um, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna pick his spots. Um, but on third down, he's coming. Right, and I know, I know that for a fact. He's gonna make sure he gets some pressure. Um, and he's really good in the sub sub packages. Right, surprisingly, he's not that big of a guy, but when he lines up in front of that three technique, he's really crafty, shifty, has a great spin move, up and wow. unders. This guy is a good pass rusher. Um. So, so you're gonna, saying in it like a three technique spot? Yeah, even in, even in sub rush, sub wow, down really? a three technique and, and just let him get after it, uh, and that's going to help us get off the field on third downs. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to fix everything, but he's going to help in certain spots, and I think that's that's huge. Yeah, I and mean, when you have that sort of pure pass rusher that you can move along the line, and now with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, you know, as an offensive lineman. It's very difficult to scheme that up in a way where everybody's taken care of, right? At, at some point, somebody's going to be on an island. One of those guys is going to have a one-on-one -on -one opportunity, and those are the type of guys you don't want to give a one-on-one -on -one opportunity. So when you have all those guys up front, uh, that, that makes a huge difference, and it covers us on the back end, right? When you're getting we, – we, we know we've had troubles in coverage at times. Uh, uh, when you're be able to get that pressure up front, that that again, that's going to cover yeah. all that stuff that's going on in that back end. We, we, talk, we talked about Chris and you know how dominant he is and how well he played. Frank played just as well. Mm. He had a heck of a game. He played the run really strong, set the edge, um, got a lot of pressure, um, got a you know game clinching sack basically with Chris. Yeah. Um, but he played really well. So if you can keep that up, you bring in a guy like Melvin Ingram who's going to give you you know spurts, and Chris continues to be himself. This, that's going to only help everyone. That's going to help the defensive backs. They're not going to have to cover as long. Right. going to help the linebackers. It's going to help everybody. It starts up front in the trenches. Um, right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's why 
you know, they're paying guys in, <laughs> on the O and D line now because they're understanding, like, without an O line or a D line, you know, you're not going to be a good football team. So that's the great addition for us. And I, and I totally agree with you. It's going to be huge going forward. Talk about, uh, and we'll end on this, but there was also a big loss for us too. And I know, um, uh, I know this is big for you, Jeff. He was, he was big when, yeah. you know, I, I had got a chance to play with Tardif Larry when, when I was there. So he's been there for a while. Larry gets traded to the jets. Um, obviously Larry hasn't been on the field this year. Now he's going to have an opportunity to play in New York. They need him big time watching yeah. the jets. Um, but Larry obviously means a lot, uh, not just as a player on the field, but as the type of person that he is, obviously everything that he sacrificed and done as a, as a medical doctor and, and especially over this past year. Uh, but just, he's just the chief through and through. Yeah. Um, what'd you think about this move? I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I was grateful for him, you know, he had a no trade clause clause in his thing. So obviously uh, this was something that he was on board with to waive that clause. Yeah. Um, this is going to give him an opportunity to get out there and play. Uh, talk to me, brother. What'd you think? Speaks to his character. Yeah. Larry's always been a pro's pro. Obviously a high achiever, being a doctor and a professional football player at the same damn time. Yeah. Opting out last year to fight COVID. All of the things that he's done. He's the most interesting guy in the world. I mean, if you can ever get a chance to talk to him, I don't know if it's online, his, his life story. Like, he's he's lived a hell of a life. So, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be able to play with him, you know, have conversations. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to call him a friend. Um, but he went out the way he came in, a team guy. Yeah. He didn't have to wave that. Yeah. I know he wants to play football still, but the Jets, like, <laughs> you think he really I, – I know he wants to win, but at the end of the day – the conversation probably went like, Larry, you know, it's time to part ways. And I know it's I know it's the Jets, but, you know, we need to clear up some some cap space. Right. You know, would you do us a favor? And he, as the guy he is, stand-up guy, Yeah, I'll do this last favor and go out as a team guy. So he's yeah. always going to be a chief. He played a huge role in getting me a ring um, and helping build this whole thing with the Chiefs. So yeah. shout out to Larry. Shout out to LDT. Yeah. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything you've done. I remember Larry came in as a rookie, and uh, I had to go up against him a number of times in practice. And usually, when you get a rookie like that, especially somebody who's not a high draft pick, you're thinking, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put a whooping on this this, <laughs> this young buck." And I just remember from the beginning how tough he was. Right? Um, there were so many times I wanted to fight him. Uh, he just, I'm like, what is this dude coming down here from Canada, giving me a hard time, man? And he just was, I mean, just that tough, very much in a, a Jeff Allen mold where he wasn't yeah. going to block you. He was going to block you through the whistle, past the whistle, drive you into the ground. And he didn't care if we were in spiders during OTAs or, you know, in the middle of training camp, he was going to bring it. And, you know, as a veteran, you I'm sure you've had this, before too, Jeff. As much as it annoys you, eventually you you're like, I you know I really respect this guy. This is this is truly a pro pro. And he was doing that, and he didn't have a damn clue what was going on. No he idea. Had, no he idea. had no clue. Like when he came in, he could barely speak English. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Uh, I know how much of an achiever he is. He didn't understand um, sarcasm. He didn't get the terminology. He spent so much time you know, catching up so he can learn not only how to play football, but how to 
adapt in the locker room. Yeah. And he became one of my favorite teammates of all time. Um, one of the people that inspired me, even though he's younger than me. Yeah. Um, and it was just so damn cool to see, just see, you know, what he's become and what he'll continue to do even post football. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. I'm, uh, I'm getting my, I'm working on my PhD now. It took two master's degrees to get a, a resume uh, good enough to give and get into a PhD program. And I could never have even gotten to this point. And, and this is in philosophy, not medical doctor, right? It's just in philosophy. I could never have done this playing football. No, there's just not no. enough hours in the day. I mean, this man must, he couldn't have slept. He couldn't have slept. He just- Could you, he could you, could you imagine all of that while going to a foreign country, learning a, a different language, playing a sport? No. I, I, no. I, don't, I couldn't have done it like that. No. It takes a special human being. I would have been- I'd have been over in Montreal trying to learn French. I'd have been done. I'd have been back home on a plane. Like I can't do this. <laughs> no shot, man. No shot. LDT shout out to LDT. Yeah, and you're right. You're totally a team move. I I don't know if the Jets have ever been this bad. Not, not and I've been watching the Jets since I was since I could remember. You know, watching football, and I don't know if I've ever seen them this bad. So to say, yeah, I'm gonna up and go to New York. Uh, and leave KC, who's who's you know on the up, um, and and obviously a team that you know if you saw them in the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be surprised to go to New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a definitely a uh, a a team move there, and so great yeah. great guy, and a lot of guys in that situation wouldn't have done that. So. No. Shout out to LDT, that's fantastic. Yeah, awesome, awesome guy, and and forever a chief. And so we're excited to see what he does. But now we're moving on to next week, Green Bay. Well, we will recap that. Big Jeff, any last thoughts before we get going? No, a win's a win. Let's win's a win, a baby. baby. I don't care how it looks. Beat Green Bay. Go Chiefs. Yeah, that's it, Chiefs Kingdom. Here we go, baby. We'll be back here next week, uh, hopefully with another victory and, uh, and rapping about all things Chiefs football. Big Jeff, thank you, brother. Love you. Chiefs Kingdom, we'll see you next week. Peace.